Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Box Office Bingers, the podcast where we just talk about movies. We have some fun. We talk, I mean, pretty much whatever is on our mind and around related around the movies of movie talk, whatever, whatever comes up is, is basically what we talk about on this show. So Ernesto, tell them what we can look forward to in this, this program we have for them today. Well, we got, there's a shitload of news. Right. And. We're reviewing two films. Another double feature for you guys. We're our foreign film of the month, Shoplifters, and also HBO Max original, Ameri- an American Pickle, the new Seth Rogen flick. So definitely excited to talk about all that. But Matt, let's uh, let's get into that news. Yeah, let's get into the news. So the big, the big, big news that happened over the week uh, since we last recorded was that Mulan, the live action Mulan, the one that's been delayed week after week, month after month is finally coming to Disney+. Plus, But there's a catch. It was long speculated that uh, it was going to be coming to the streaming service. So when they finally made that announcement, Ernesto, they were like, ah, oh, yes, finally. They made they did, they did the right call. We can see Mulan on Disney+. Plus. And then Disney's like, wait a minute, hold up. Yes, you can see it on Disney+, Plus, but it will be available on a premium access basis, which will cost you an additional $30 on top of your Disney Plus subscription. So all of that starts on September 4th. So before we we get into it, Ernesto, where where is your mind at when you hear that I have Disney Plus, I spend I spend $7 a month on it, and now it's coming Mulan's coming to Disney Plus. Now you got to spend 30 bucks to watch it. Well, I mean, they're just they're they're trying to follow that premium, you know, the video on demand. Yeah, but you know they're gonna get they're gonna get a lot of people because it's been successful. We've already seen it successful with other movies like Trolls War Tour and Scoob. Yeah, um, so they're definitely gonna get people from it, and they're probably gonna get subscribers from it. I That's mean, true. I mean, I wasn't I, thinking about getting, I wasn't thinking about adding more subscribers, but I mean, this is different from Scoob and and Trolls and all like King of Staten Island because like you need a subscription to get this movie. Yeah, so it's like. Like so, even a new subscriber, it's not going to cost them. Well, actually, it would be initially just cost them the thirty, because I think don't they do the month first month free or is it a first week free? Uh, I it should I think it's the first week for free, but oh, I don't okay. know if they're still doing that now. They might have suspended that because they know that people are going to be coming in for like Hamilton and now probably maybe Mulan. My question is, is it going to be like the you know? So it's not a rental. So once you get it, you own that movie. 
Yeah, right? so yeah, so here's the process. So like just how we were used to with like Trolls World Tour and King of Staten Island, it's it's pretty simple. For those movies, it's twenty dollars and you have the movie for forty eight hours. It's a it's a standard rental, anything you would do digitally. But for this particular case, and maybe that's why it's a little bit more, that's why we get that thirty dollar price tag. It's because you you pay the thirty bucks and then you technically have access to the movie and you can watch it as many times as you want in the highest format that you have available. So I was reading on it and it said that you can watch the film in 4K if you have a 4K TV, surround sound, all the works. And so it's basically unlimited until Disney makes Mulan, Disney Plus makes Mulan available for all subscribers, which that will be at an unknown date. But based on history, it typically takes about six to eight months for a movie to go to theaters into onto a streaming service. But also some movies could take up to a year. So basically, Ernesto, you're spending that 30 bucks to see the movie now and see it as much as you can up until the point that it's free or included for all all subscribers. Because once that happens, then technically that $30 that you spent is just gone. Well, I mean, then you just you own you own the right to the movie. But if you're gonna pay thirty dollars just for the video, why not just wait and go to the store and you get the physical copy, you get the digital download, and you get all the special features that come with right. it. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be like Voodoo. You know how sometimes you can when you go into it, it has like all the special features and stuff within like when you go into like the movie file. Right. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get like once you buy the movie, you buy the special features as well. Yeah, so I wonder if they if the interface like one is probably going to be like a different section on Disney Plus where you go in and maybe the interface will be different. I mean, because if it's thirty dollars and it's just a movie, that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow there. Now I don't. I think the price is just a little too high. I can't commit to thirty dollars for basically basically what it is is an early access. You can see the movie as much as you want. And what if I didn't like the movie? Then guess what? Now you spent 30 bucks on a movie that you can watch yeah. as many times as you want for the movie you didn't like. But that's a risk you always you run with really any movie. Like that's sometimes true. sometimes it's more of a guarantee, but sometimes it's like, I don't know, I'm gonna roll the dice, but that's like the fun of it. I guess so. Uh, I, I, and also some some interesting statistics that came out with this article. So when Disney announced like Mulan was coming Disney Plus, they also made a couple of other announcements. So in an earnings call that they got 60 million subscribers, like that's how many subscribers they have now, 60.5 million. That was a five-year goal they got in less than a year. Yeah. Let's put that in perspective. And that's not including all the other stuff that they have coming out. But that's what – I mean, but look, we saw Hamilton how – how much that inc- the subscriber sh- subscribership increased. Yeah. But I mean, that could be that because that was only the it's only going to be the cost of like whatever the service is. Right. It's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is different. This is a little different. But I but I do think there will be an there will be an increase, but it won't. I don't think it will be on the same level it was for Hamilton. Oh no, absolutely not. So even with the current subscriber count that Disney has right now, sixty point five million. Say if every single person. Who, who was a subscriber went in and purchased Mulan, they would make eight one point eight billion dollars. So crazy. that that's nuts. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking <laughs> like I but you know, but the but that's where the Disney Plus I don't know, like it's 
there's so much on there that they're not going to get everybody. No, like that's 60 million. They, they have 60 million because they have so much content that varies across different interests. Right. You know, like we've talked about it before, like, you of know, course. Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic. They have a lot, you know, they appeal to a lot of different demographics. But right. I mean, Mulan is considered a classic. So. Exactly. And it, it really depends on if people it, it the, the what the question boils down to is how bad do you want to see the movie? And I guess if you already have Disney Plus, because if you already have Disney Plus, then maybe, you know, that extra seven bucks is not going to be hindering on you may, wanting to see the movie. But other than that, that's like. I don't know about you, Ernesto, but what if what if the price went down for the sake of argument? Say if it was maybe at twenty. Uh, let's let's bring it down more. So say what it was fifteen dollars plus your subscription. Do you think that's worth the price? That's probably more reasonable because then because okay. then then it's more relatable to a premium on uh, the premium video on demand. But right. the premium video on demand is only to rent. Correct. This is to this is to basically own the rights to stream the movie. That's what you're paying for. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, so a lot of people are asking if this movie, so if this model will be used for Black Widow, which is understandably so. This is Disney. That's Black Widow is probably next big, the next biggest Disney movie to come out, even though it's from Marvel and they own Marvel. Um, and they said that they're taking this, they're looking at this as a one-off. So as of right now, they have no plans on making Mulan available on Disney Plus. As of right now, I should say. Yeah, exactly. That could definitely <laughs> change. Um and so they're saying they're there's they're seeing this they're not seeing this as a new business model, but obviously they're gonna wait and see and learn from this opportunity uh if they decide to go down to this route in the future. And hey, guess what? If it works, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're gonna have Black Widow on that as a premium. Of course. They're like, wow, this is this seems to really work. But now imagine if they try to do this with Artemis Fowl. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> now, sorry for for anybody anybody who's listening. If you like that movie, I mean, we reviewed it and yes. we have thoughts. Yes. It was a movie. I don't even know if I can even classify that as a movie that was made. But I'm just saying, like, if that if let's say if they had offered. You know, you pay twenty dollars to watch that, and that they offered that as a video on demand. I would be mad. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I agree. I would not be happy. <laughs> now, okay, now the, one more one last question then. If Black Widow was on that, would you pay? Because for me, it's a Marvel movie. You know how I am with Marvel, so I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I I might yeah. I might fork it up. I don't know. I w- I think. I mean, Matt, there's a Thor Ragnarok poster right behind you. Those for those who don't know, Matt <laughs> has all the Marvel posters surrounding him in his yes. uh, living room. But see that, but see, that's where it plays into different demographics on who really like maybe little kids or, or, you know, tween, I guess this appeals to like tweens. Yeah. Just like, about maybe. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, or maybe it has a little bit for everybody, but even still like it's going to uh, appeal more to them than it would to us. Whereas black widow is that's like, well, you know, I do really want to know what happened to Black Widow, and right. I kind of want to know more about the story. And you know, I've already seen the other 20, 23 <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's like I was gonna own it anyway. Like I, right, I had planned exactly. on buying it anyway. <laughs> See, but but in that, but in that case, you know, I can wait. See, I would rather wait till it's, you know, they release it 
to the just the other subscribers. That's the other thing. Are they gonna ever release it to the other subscribers? I, eventually, they said eventually they will, but just like the the amount of time you have to wait. That that's that that's basically all you're waiting for. <laughs> I, but see, but then that goes back to my other point. Like, they, there's always so much other shit to watch. Why, you know, we don't need to rush. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. Now, now, as we're having the same conversation, Variety and ComicBook.com asked their uh, their viewers, their you know people who read their articles, the same question that we're asking. And from both surveys that they put out, 85% of people say they will not pay $30 to see that movie. 85% of them said they will not pay. So it sounds like we're in the majority that we will not be the first people to be going out and spending $30 to see this movie. Now, here's the thing. I mean, for me, if they bring down the price, maybe. But I think I'll be pretty frustrated if I spent $30 and then for some reason it didn't work for Disney. And then a month later, Disney's like, hey, we're putting this out for everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll be pretty yeah. mad about that. Yeah, I'd be mad. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're going to make these, uh, I guess, but maybe some people just don't want to wait. Maybe some right. people just want, you know, there's people out there who just really want to see it. They want to see it that bad. Right. You know, exactly. And, and also, like, it's, you know, we, we, we talked about this many times before, but a typical family of four, if you know, that's 40 bucks to see Mulan for them, spending 30 bucks. That's to a see save. It, that's a save. That's a huge save. Yeah. Like for you and for you and me, if we just go in there solo, that's not worth it to us. To some no, degree. And even, you know, what's even worse for us, for people who have like AMC stubs and, you know, people who plan on going back, who plan on going back to the theaters, you know, that shit was supposed to come out in the theaters. That yeah. that should have been just, that should have just been one of my like entitlements yes, exactly. for, for the stubs program. This is one of my movies I can see. One of my three movies a week movies. Yeah, well, I'm not paying $30 for a movie I was supposed to see for my subscription. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're paying 12 I'm sorry. When you're when you're paying twenty dollars to see twelve movies a month with AMC, exactly. so yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that's where I guess that's where I'm coming at it with that too. It's like man, I was I, supposed to see it in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, I, like I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little salty right now. I I kind of I, I am see it in theaters. I feel like I feel like that would be a good film to see in the theaters. Of course, I agree with you hundred percent. That that's definitely yeah. a theater movie written all over it. So, am I surprised that Disney made this move? No. Do I think the price is too high? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, now, to, to anyone who's asking, will we eventually see this movie and review it? Yeah. yeah. Will we do it right away? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other movies we could talk about. We don't need yeah. to pay the $30. We don't need to pay the extra $30 to see it. Look, we did it with Scoop. Scoop was on video on demand. We That's didn't review right. it. No, we, I mean, well, we both saw we it. Didn't, we didn't review it, but we both saw it. Yeah, after. we did both. Yeah, we, <laughs> We talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. We, we kind of reviewed it. Yeah. We gave our opinions on the matter. That's true. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on this matter. This did Mulan go to Disney Plus? You can always reach out to us at box office underscore binges on our Instagram page or email us at box office uh, at gmail.com. We'll, we would love to hear this conversation because it's definitely interesting where we are. Every week there's something new how the movie industry is moving forward so awesome. definitely would love to hear your your input on that well i mean we're in a we're in a weird space right now oh yeah 
like nothing is certain or like we we hope we're gonna release like they hope they're gonna release these days but you know unfortunately if there's another outbreak or something then all the shit's just gonna get pushed back again exactly exactly so i think this is a safe move for disney and we will get to this movie eventually eventually yeah exactly (laughs) uh that being said now let's another another movie that's coming to vid, premium video on demand. Uh, Ernesto, this is was in your uh, your top five movies you're looking forward to in 2020. You might finally get the the finally get the chance to see it. Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, the release date, which we've mentioned before, was supposed to be September 1st. They actually bump it up to August 28th, so just by a couple of days. Now, that might not be a big deal, and we typically won't be you know talking about this if this wasn't. If it was just a small date, but I think a lot of factors have to do with that. Uh, so now it's being released on premium on demand for $20 uh, on August 28th. But there's a good reason behind it. And we think that it's due to the fact that both Tenant and Mulan are both scheduled to be released on Labor Day weekend. So imagine with all the options that you have available Labor Day weekend, you can either and we'll talk about this a little bit later. You can probably go see Tenant in the theaters. Or you can go to Disney Plus and spend 30 bucks to see it. And then, like, Bill and Ted Face the Music is just going to be in the background. No one's going to be paying attention to that. So if they push it out just a little bit early, like a good week early, then they probably can get more revenue that way. And so I think that's a good move on on Lionsgate to, um, you know, to get more separation between the films, to get more money. Because also, and not to discredit Bill and Ted Face the Music, the movie looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I, the the second one is is my favorite. I remember it's one of those movies as a kid you would just watch on repeat. Like I'd watch on repeat over and over and over. Again. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Nice. Uh, um, did did yeah, you ever? Not, uh, w- would you spend twenty dollars to see Bill and Ted, or would you still I'm, wait? I'm gonna wait. You're gonna wait. Okay. <laughs> but, but see, but but that relates. But that just relates to what we were just talking about right. about um because of our stubs. Right. But, exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah. Okay. Um, so, and then Lionsgate made a couple of, I'm sorry, Lionsgate was not Bill and Ted face the music. That was another movie studio that escapes my head. But now the next story, Lionsgate has officially joined the party and has decided to release one of their upcoming horror flicks, Antebellum to a premium on demand service after delaying the movie multiple times. So the film will now be available to rent for $20 for home viewing starting September 18th. Uh, which this is this is interesting. Uh, this movie actually looked really good. I believe it stars uh, um, uh, Je- uh, Janelle Monae. Yes, thank you. And yeah. it's produced not by Jordan Peele, but uh, the people who worked with Jordan Peele on Get Out and Us. Those yeah. producers are working on this movie. So if they're if they're working with Jordan Peele, there's got to be something in, involved in this film. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then. The other big news that came out this week is AMC. And AMC came out, and this is just last night from the time we were recording. They came out with an official release, uh, a reopening date. And it looks like they're sticking with it of, like, you know, when they're going to reopen their theaters and what you can expect walking in. So they're going to officially reopen their theaters, including the ones here in Orlando, starting on, uh, on Thursday, August 20th. And then in honor of their reopening, as well as them celebrating 100 years, AMC will be selling the tickets the day of. So on August 20th, you can see the movies that they have available for only 15 cents. (laughs) 15 cents? 15 cents. Yes, you read that correctly. (laughs) So I was actually on the AMC app this afternoon. And believe it or not, there are showings that are sold out because – 
because well, two things. One, they're only allowing about thirty percent uh, capacity at in each theater, mm-hmm. and then you also have the fact that it's set fifteen cents. So there's that now. And and here I was reading a couple articles this this afternoon as well. Here's where people are having issues with that. That because that the showtimes are being sold out, they're drawing a crowd, which is good for AMC, but not good under Corona time. Even though probably when you're in the theater, you're going to be social distancing to the best of your ability, blocking off seats, the cleaning. But there's still going to be a lot of people in and out of that theater throughout that day because the tickets are so cheap. Yeah, but it's, you know, hopefully, but like you said, they're leaving it at 30 percent. So they're hopefully they're counting for all that and they have their staff ready for that i mean they're right. just hopefully they're ready for that and they don't just because if they do it the problem is, is if they do it wrong it will kill the theater business indefinitely. Oh, yeah like, you know if they do it wrong like if the theaters do it wrong it's just going to be a reason for that that business to not survive anymore so well in this era that you know you know even more people are not going to go and it's just then it's just going to be the the slow decline after that yeah, and we we really don't want that. As much as I'm like interested in you know spending 15 cents on a movie I've already seen in the theater, it's very risky to excuse me to have this model right now because the fact that it could be bringing a lot of people. And AMC does not want to be tied after many many months of closures. As soon as you reopen, you're tied to you know a link to an outbreak of cases, and that's definitely not what you want when you reopen. So. I'm just saying just as I want these theaters to exactly I want these theaters to reopen. I want them to do them safely. So please don't do anything reckless movie theaters out there. Um, and, and so uh, so on top of that, uh, the, so the 15 cents is only for the day of. So if you are interested, you can go onto the AMC app and uh, you can look at some of the movies. That's for uh, August 20th. And. Among other movies that they're they're playing, like Star Wars, Back to the Future, The Goonies, and Grease, among others, uh, outside of the reopening day for 15 cents, those movies will be charged. You, you'll be paying $5 to see those, as well as they will have $5 concessions available as well, like popcorn, maybe $3 drinks. So they're really making it cheap for people to come into the theater. Um, AMC gave a list of things that they're going to be doing, such as rigorous cleaning and safety protocols. If you are AMC stub members, here's an incentive for you. You get double points. Uh, you will earn, you will earn double points through the end of October for anything that you purchased there, including your movie tickets. And then for us, A-list members, Ernesto and I, we'll receive a, a $10 gift card, as well as the option to reinstate at our own choosing until December 1st. Which I think it's a nice gesture. You can, if you know, if you don't feel like you're ready to go into the theater right now, they're giving you up until December 31st to reinstate it. And if you don't do anything by then, then they would just automatically reinstate it, or you can cancel before December 1st. But they're giving you like a good, I don't know, three months or so, three yeah. and a half months to make a decision. Well, that's so, the, they they know that people, you know, people are in different situations. And, right. You know, they don't know what's what's going to happen. So at least making it, at least giving them some leeway. Giving exactly. them some breathing space to make that decision. And so that's nice that they're doing that for their customers. Uh, and then they're also saying that we, that they promised they're not going to do any price increases uh, until June of 2021. So yeah, and, exactly. and so they're they're saying that they have no plans to increase the prices, but they're promising they will not do anything until June 2021. So what I'm reading is that. 
on June of 2021, there might be an, a price increase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not a, sig- a, a significant one. Exactly. And as a reminder, as we've talked about before in this show, uh, Regal will also be reopening their theater soon on Friday, August 21st. And they'll be doing the same cleaning procedures, $5 classic movies and concessions. Both AMC and Regal, and I guess any other theater uh, around that are willing to open up with new releases, they're both going to be showing the first new release since the closures, which will be Unhinged with Russell Crowe. And that would be, like I just said, on Friday, August 21st. So that is technically the first new release to be coming out that would be going in theaters. And that's not technically getting all the hype, but it's kind of like a precursor to all the big blockbusters that are coming just a week later. So I'm not really interested in seeing Unhinged. Do you have any indication what that movie's about? No. Yeah, and I think you're probably I'll, better off. Yeah, I, it's... <laughs> Maybe eventually when it's available for Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else to watch. I mean, I like Russell Crowe. He's good. But he's fine. I'm not yeah. A, yeah, he's all right. I heard he's kind of an ass, but. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've never, never met the guy personally, so I don't. Yeah, I've never sure. met him, but I, I haven't heard very good. I haven't heard very good things. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, he does make popular movies, and I guess what, what, he was a gladiator, right? Yeah, he's, he's that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, Gladiator was a great movie. I I haven't seen Gladiator. You haven't seen Gladiator, Matthew? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. I, one of those, another movie to add to the list, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So as we wrap up this whole thing, for those keeping track at home, here's a quick refresher. I know we just went over a few of these, but just quick reminder. So Bill and Ted face the music at home, August 28th. New Mutants also going to be on August 28th, but. You can see that in the theaters. Now, fingers crossed that actually happens because it's been delayed for the last two years. Yeah. So let's hope that happens. Uh, tickets actually go on sale for that on August 18th. So I think that's going to be happening for sure. Tenant, as of right now, is going to be opening in select theaters on September 3rd. Mulan, like we said, is going to Disney Plus for a $3 fee on September 4th. Antebellum is going to be uh, for home viewing, premium, video on demand on September 18th. So just to keep everyone up to speed, that is what you can look forward to. These are all the new releases. It's going to be a very, very busy September, Ernesto, of all these new releases trying to figure out what they are going to do and try to make money. So the only ones that are going to be for certain are the home are the home viewing ones. Those are the ones that are those are those are the ones more or less are set in stone because. Right. You know, as long but as long as the theaters can stay open and they do it right and nothing crazy happens and. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I, as you know, we, we've been looking forward to Tenant for a very long time. And as much as I like, look, September 3rd is very close. I can't wait to see this movie. I'm still holding up my guard. Like, you've canceled and delayed so many times. I can't get excited for this movie anymore until I feel like I'm sitting in the seat. Or maybe like when I purchase my ticket. Yeah. So, so hopefully all is well. And the last bit of news we want to talk about today is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, the, the very popular sitcom. You can now, I believe, watch all of the episodes on HBO Max. And uh, it's getting a reboot, Ernesto. Uh, but this time, instead of a reboot of, the, you know, the sitcom that it was, the comedy, is actually going to get rebooted in as a drama series. Yeah. Uh, Ernesto, you saw the, the trailer, like, years ago, or a year ago, I believe it was a year ago, when this first trailer came out, uh, uh, a guy named Morgan Cooper 
came out with a, a, a trailer that came that became viral uh, called Bel Air, which basically dramatized uh, the um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air sitcom. So, Ernesto, you said you saw this earlier on. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was cool. It was just it was something different. I think what's really interesting is that well, Will Smith is exclusive, like he's exclusively tied to this project. He's going to executive right. produce it. He's helping write it, but also this guy Morgan Cooper, he's also bringing him on. You know, since it's his it's his vision, you know, he gets right. to help write it and produce it and and whatnot. I think that's awesome that he's bringing him on. You know, taking like his baby. You know, because right. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is what made will smith like that that's what like jump springboarded his career right you know so this is this is like his baby you know this is you know this is like the foundation this is literally like the foundation of his career <laughs> oh yeah for sure and i and i love watching fresh prince of bella i mean i guess by the time i was watching it it was reruns on nick at night but i was like watching it all the all, all every night and it was it was a, fa- it's a fantastic show love it incredible Dude, I used to. I don't even know why I'm gonna admit this, but I used to do the. I used to be able to do the. I could still do it. I used to do like the Carlton dance. Oh, the Carlton dance. <laughs> I, I used to. I used to be in the living room. I would be in the living room and then I would do it. <laughs> it was. I, was, I mean, I love that show. I'm sure you, you know. It didn't. Even, it didn't even bother me. It didn't even bother me that they changed the mom. <laughs> I think it was like season four is when she is when she yeah. changed. And they're like, and I think they made a joke about it too. Like, hey, don't you look a little different? And you're like. No, or I did something with my hair, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. and they just moved along with it. It's just um, it's like, all right, all right, what's moving next? on. <laughs> <laughs> what's for dinner, everybody? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is really cool, and like, especially like the history behind it. I think it's really cool to see that this guy had a vision just to make like a small project that's now turning into like a legit serious series from Will Smith. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, But anyway, that's all the news that we have for you guys uh, today. So now we're going to move over to what you're watching. So, Ernesto, we're going to start with you. What have you been watching? What have I been watching, Matt? Well, what have I been watching is um, I'm going to start with Umbrella Academy. Have you started the second season? I have not, and I feel like I feel like unacceptable. I'm, I know. I just want to say that. <laughs> very I, disappointed in you. <laughs> I need to start it very, very soon. When I get to my what you're watching, I think I have a really good story to tell. So I wanna, I wanna. Uh, I think there's a good reason why I haven't started it yet. But we'll anyway, see. we'll see. <laughs> um, I think this season is great. I do wish that I would have watched the rewatched the first season. Okay. They just they call not only do they call back to it, there's just a lot of things that happen that I wish I would remember because they just there's a lot of there's a lot of callbacks, obviously, right. to the first season and picking up where it left off. But um, it'd be it would have been nice to have that previous that previous knowledge. Um, right. but you, I think you read the comic book, right? I did. I I actually read it. I don't remember what happened in the book because I read it pr- pretty much immediately after I finished mm-hmm. the first season. Because oh, okay. I, I, I love the first season so much that I'm like, I want to read the source material. And that's not a lot, not a lot of things make me want to go back and actually read something, yeah. Ernesto. So, so this, this, doesn't, this doesn't really give too much away. But okay. I, um, whatever happened, you know, in the end of season one, they have to leave. They have to yeah. leave to, in order to stop the apocalypse. That's going to... I guess that's a spoiler alert for season one of Umbrella Academy if, no, if nobody's ever seen it yet. But it's a sen- season two is essentially the same premise. They have to right. 
they they have to prevent the apocalypse from happening. What's cool is that like even though the this it's the exact same premise, they're having to solve like the exact same thing. Like there's just a lot of there's a lot of good character development that mm. still makes it really really interesting between the whole dynamic between the brothers and sisters. Right. So I mean that that's good to hear. I it's definitely on the top of my watch list. It's, it's among one of the first things I'm going to be watching very soon. I I just I it's hard to go back and re- rewatch 10 episodes that you've already seen to go into the second season. And they give you and they give you a recap of season 1, but I don't feel like it was sufficient enough. I felt like I felt like man, I for is for what you guys are talking about and maybe they they want to leave it more or less ambiguous which I'm okay with. I just, it's like almost like I'm kicking myself. Like, man, why didn't I just, I feel like I should have just rewatched it. Cause they, right. there's just so much detail within in, in how they present, represent the information. Okay. Well, I definitely will be watching it very soon. You can count me on, on that. All right. Also, you know, we're picking back up avatar. Me and my yes. son, we, we know I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. You know, the, oh man, so there's Aang and the girl, the waterbender girl that he's with. Uh, Katara. Is Katara? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you really like you just you start to see inklings of like young love in a cartoon series. And like I guess because I haven't really wa- I haven't really watched cartoons like that since I was a kid. So it was interesting to see there's an episode where like, you know, they're in a cave They're in season two. They're in a cave to get to the mountain. And part of the story is they have to follow their heart, you know, and then they end up together. And she's like, well, what if you kiss me? And then like to see little, you know, to see them young love get nervous around each other. It was cool. I thought it was cute because then my son, he's like starting to ask questions like, why is he acting like that around that girl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, son, (laughs) I'm going to sit you down real quick. <laughs> but it but it's been great. You know, the episodes are really funny. I think my favorite character is uh Aang's friend, the guy who's he leads one of the earth he leads the earth bending kingdom. He's like a crazy old man. Oh yes. I, I think his name is King Boomer, King Boom something. Some, some, something like that. But yeah, he, he's probably my favorite he's my favorite character. That's you know, funny. he comes he came he comes back in the beginning of season two and you know, it was good to it was a good episode to see him in and I just really enjoyed it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good like elements to the show. Like, you know, they talk about when he talks about Earthbend, he talks about like being grounded and like learning to be patient and wait. It's like these are oh, that's a great message to be teaching, to be translating to children. Like, right. You know, the importance of waiting, being patient, you know, those things like that. I, I don't know. It's just I'm starting to enjoy some of the deeper messages that they're trying to that they're trying to portray across. Yeah, it, it's it really is. I can't I, I, I tell this every week. It, it's an amazing show. Um, I love everything. You know, I grew up with the show. I haven't rewatched it in a long time, but I can feel like I can easily just go back and watch it again, um, like at, at any point. But I, I think it's a great series. So I'm, I'm glad that you're finally getting into it and be able to watch it with your kids. And what's what's also really interesting is that I've never really been into an, like Japanese anime. Like it, mm-hmm. my best my best friends growing up, they you don't understand. Like they love they love anime. Like yeah. that's what they, that's what they were ev- they're into even now. But 
like I never really got into it. So it's kind of it was just interesting. Like this one, this is the one I guess that got is kind of right. initially get me into because we're already talking about like, well, like you know, what's gonna be the next one we watch? I just feel like the story, like the there's way better storytelling in it. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. No, it is. It, it's it's the story. I mean, again, when you get to the finale, the finale is just downright amazing. Yeah. Like no, the, I'm, talk, I'm saying uh, I'm saying Avatar, oh, but oh. Not, but I'm just talking about Japan, just like oh Japanese in general. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 No, there are some great stories out there. I haven't dived into the world, into that world, but you know who does? And we might have to get her on the show so we can talk about this. Uh, Andy. Andy. You know what? That might be. That might be it. She's gonna. Maybe we need to have her come on and. Maybe we'll review an anime. There you and, go. Uh, and she can get us some. We, we can get some recommendations from her. TV show recommendations. I think we just, you know, that that's you, you guys just saw how the magic was made just now. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's see, how we see what up. we did there, guys. We yeah. just had a meeting within our podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. So you guys like your treat there today. <laughs> uh, us, and then also, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> also, my wife and I were still watching uh, Defending Jacob on Apple TV Plus okay. with Chris Evans, yeah. and man, it's it's great, great storytelling, like oh, did it pick up? really intriguing. Uh, they there was a guest star, J.K. Simmons, like to see J.K. Simmons coming out of anywhere. For those who don't know, that's J. Jonah Jameson from Spider Man. <laughs> he was also in Palm Springs, that movie that we um, movie that we just reviewed. Uh, but there's one scene. Where like not it doesn't really give anything away, but the mom is she's in the store and you know it's about her son and she this is like the one time that she felt happy and in the store she's like shopping for July Fourth stuff she's dancing around and she turns and she sees the mom of the of the boy who was killed who she her son is accused of killing and oh, she shit. literally just she literally stops in her tracks and just stares and the mom walks up to her. She sees all the cupcakes and shit like laying out. Oh, it's <laughs> so awkward. Like and you know what she does? She spits in her face. No way. Me and my wife, we had to pause. I said, babe, I'm just going to tell you. I said, there is nothing I feel is the most disrespectful thing you can do is to spit in somebody's face. Yeah. And she had that. She's like, what would you do? I said, the sad part is, is that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because that um, is like I I think I would just see red. Like I just there's just something you know what I mean. There's just so yeah, disgusting. Like of all the things you could do to somebody, you're gonna spit on them. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah. Especially oh, especially not especially now in the world oh, we live in. Yes. Oh yeah. No, that's definitely not gonna fly. That that no, is. That's, that's like a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's sacrilege right there, especially right now. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, there's a lot of little good moments like that where there's like, you know, they they show you one thing and then they like shit like that happens where it's like, okay. oh, where it just stops you. There's a lot of moments where they they tend to just stop you right in your tracks, and wow. it's not, and it's not, but it's it's done in it's done in a very tasteful way because it's not like over it's not like over the top and overdone. You know, right. it's just, just it's like, it's like, a, it's like a good soup. It's just <laughs> right. <laughs> I have no idea where that analogy came from. <laughs> well, well, you get the, the, the Goldilocks and the three bears and like, oh, this one's too hot. This one's too cold. But this one is just right. There it is. <laughs> just right. Yep. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice mix. <laughs> right, that, there uh, you go. <laughs> also, 
but also, I mean, it's great. So if anybody hasn't seen it, I would definitely that's one I would definitely recommend to check out on Apple TV Plus. And it's only eight episodes. And it's, okay, you know, it's an eight quick, episode. We call that a quick binge. Like that's a quick binge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a quick binge. Yeah, we're not done. I think by next week I should have my. Uh, I'll be. I'll, I'll have. Fin- I think I'll have finished it by next week. Okay, we'll, see. So we'll have a complete um, review coming soon. Uh, also, uh, my son Edward. He just. He really loves the movie Real- Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not. Okay. Not the Johnny Depp one, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He loves Willy Wonka and the Chocolate. The one with Gene Wilder, but. Was, it's just so funny. Like, you figure a kid like that would like the newer, updated, better graphics one. But right. he's like, nah. I just like, he's like, I like the story and the, I like the story and the singing in the first one better. Because the first, the first one is more or less like a musical. Right. Do you have, have you seen it? Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, I've, I've seen both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one, which one do you like? Which one do you prefer? Um, I, both of them offer, I feel like even though it's the same, they offer something a little bit different. And I, I think I can sit down and watch both of them, but I think I'm leaning toward more the original than I am the Johnny Depp version. I also agree. Like even I mean, this movie was made in 1971, I think, but that's that's so crazy to think, you know, that a movie that old holds up, especially right. there's a there's a newer version of the exact same story. Exactly. So you know what? So what is it that they got right that the new one didn't? I mean. Maybe we're just I mean, we're splitting hairs at this point, but right. Exactly. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's he's watched the move and now we even got him. You know, I was like, you know, you love this so much. You know, this is based off a book. And, you know, this is this is actually going to be his first chapter book he's ever read. Oh, look at that. You see, look, do you hear that, guys? A movie introduced a child to a book. I yeah. love that. It, it can work. It <laughs> can work the other way with the right influence from the right pair. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna stick to that logic for the rest of our days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll 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 come up with we'll get you know maybe we'll get more examples like that. Let's there see how go. many more movies I that I can get them to read the books. Okay. Um, like his favorite. There's even part like it's gotten to the point where it's just this must be one of his like you know those movies you watch when you're younger you just watch them on repeat over and over and over again because yeah. you just you want to you want to get everything that you missed. So yeah. he replays the opening number. It's like. It's called the Candyman. So the Candyman's in the candy shop, and he's singing to all the kids. And, he's, and the guy has like a British accent, and you know, it's funny because he tries to do it. He's like the Candyman kind, and it's just, <laughs> it's just cute. And that was, and yes, I'm aware of how terrible I just sounded trying to do that. But it's just, I'm trying to imitate a cute little kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute little kid trying to watch a movie about chocolate and candy and. Can can you imagine if if there is an actual real chocolate factory and and, and your son went there, you his mind will explode. Yeah, he's like boo. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, he's even he's even getting to the point now where he's he goes on he's like finds the different YouTube videos and like looking up like the hidden meanings behind stuff. I'm like, oh my oh. god. Yeah, you're like you're getting really intense. And now you know he got hooked up on how it should you know the YouTube channel how it should have ended. Uh-huh. Oh yes, I, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, there's a bunch of videos on there for um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and it show his favorite part of in in the YouTube video and in the movie is when Gene Wilder's in the the tunnel with the in the rain. It's like rainbow going around oh, him, and yes, he's yeah, yeah. and the rollers keep on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that's like his, that's like his favorite part of the whole movie. 
So it's just it's cool to see like because I was like, oh man, I remember what it was like to to be so invested into a story that you, that's like that's all you wanted to watch just to make sure yeah. you understood everything about it. And, and you know what? That you never grow out of that. Like really? you know, you really don't. And and it, it's funny that you, you bring that up because you know the enormous amount of times we've talked about our favorite movies and Ernest. So I'm gonna tell you how much I really love Back to the Future and how that changed. My, my my how I view movies and my approach to movies. And then even to this day, there is a 4K Blu-ray that's coming out that offers maybe an hour more of bonus features that I didn't have from the other two Blu-rays that I already own. And I'm <laughs> like, I need this. And Megan's like, you don't need this. It's like, yeah, but it's 4K. And they're offering like an additional two hours I've never seen before. I need this information. She's like, you <laughs> don't need to see this. You don't need to own this movie again. But I do. And so I completely, <laughs> but I have to. <laughs> She's like, don't you dare buy it. I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> I already pre-ordered it. It already happened. It already happened. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but that that feeling of like you you love something so much that you just want to continue to learn more about it. And like I have a book that I've never read and I feel guilty for not reading it. But it just kind of deep dives into like, you know, how Back to the Future got made. And it has all these different, you know, insights and all that. And so like that feeling never you never grow out of and so that's kind of cool that you're kind of maybe seeing it from the ground up and all of a sudden 10 years later he's doing his own thing it's like oh man i really love willy wonk and the chocolate factory yeah um but other than that for our reviews that's all i got what you got got. all right so ernesto last week we talked about the emmy noms Mm -hmm. and you know uh we were you know so we, we talked about some of the uh, new shows that were not new shows, but some of the shows that were being nominated. And Megan and I were in a we were in a predicament where we were kind of done watching movies uh, for for a little bit. Not to say that we were that's never gonna happen. We're only gonna watch movies. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Sometimes sometimes you just like you're you're feeling just to watch TV shows. Like like you don't want to watch movies. I get right. it. Right. Yeah. So and we and we it's been a while since we like sat down and watched like a series like with a lot of seasons in it. It's like to really commit. So we were trying to figure out what to watch and, you know, kind of a, a show that I saw getting a lot of popularity. A lot of people are watching it. And so we decided to watch Shit's Creek that's available on um, on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good. Now, yeah. to, say, to say that we started it is an understatement. We're already in season three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So we've been watching that a lot. Now, granted, each episode's only 20 minutes, and there's 13 episodes oh. in each season. So it's it's quick to actually get to season three. And, you know, they just wrapped up season six. The season six was the, was the final season, and it's coming to Netflix on in October. Uh, so, like, it's already aired uh, because it's it's an originally a Canadian show, and there's there's a uh, it's called Pop TV that they were airing this show, and then um, and then they've already made the announcement that in October it's coming to Netflix. So, at that time we would then finish the sixth and final season, but right now we're about halfway there, and I can only imagine that I don't think we're gonna get to October to get to season six. I think by the end of this month we might finish season three, four, and five. Um, but it's such a such a good show. The beginning was a little rough for me, like the first two episodes. But boy, did it really it really picked up by episode three and four. Like I was 
fully invested at this point. And then I started like laughing out loud. And then I'm like, all right, this show got me. I'm in it. Okay. So I, okay, I think, now is it like a, it's like, what, what is like the, it's just like a, is it like a family drama or like a comedy? So it's, it's a comedy. Uh, it's so it stars, uh, uh, Hugo weaving. No, I'm sorry, not Hugo, uh, Eugene, uh, Levy and his son, Daniel, oh, okay. uh, his son, Daniel Levy. Uh, they're actually both the creators of the show and they also play father and son on the show. Oh, that's cool. So, so they they have they have that dynamic, and it's basically it's it the premise is so simple, and I think that's why it works so well because it really relies on the interactions with the family and basically a rich family who was born, uh, you know, with wealth, and then because they were involved with like a bad like uh, tax fraud uh, thing and their accountant kind of screwed them over, they ended up with nothing. And the only thing they have left is, uh, as of as a joke to the son, he purchased a, a small town called Shits Creek, and and technically that was the only thing that the tax collectors couldn't get from him. So therefore, they live in that small town and they live in a motel of that small town. And the series kind of pushes forward from there. So basically, you have rich people in a in a small kind of rural town. And there's the shenanigans that they get into and trying to get out and trying to adjust. And, you know, the show is slowly taking form as it goes on. So I'm really enjoying these characters. The son uh, is uh, his, the, the his, Daniel Levy is the the actor, but uh, he plays David and he's by far my favorite character out of all of them. He's very sassy. He's very sarcastic. And he's like he doesn't take anything very seriously, and it works very well for this character. And then you have like the family who doesn't understand living poor, and so there's some comedic elements to that as well. So I, I think it's, I think it's a really good show. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, I I have a good time watching it. It's like, and that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted to show that we can like. It's not like it, we're not asking the question, "What do you want to watch tonight?" The, the the question is, do you want to start another episode? <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Right. So right. that's kind of where we're at. And then, uh, so then I I was kind of watching this in the background. I wasn't talking about it. I was kind of enjoying it. Uh, and then the season finale aired today or last night, and I watched it today. And so now I I feel like I I, I not to say that I can never talk about it, but I feel like I want to talk about it now. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just ended last night. Mm. For those, you know, it's a show that started seven years ago. A lot of people fell off from it. But it's a show that I've always kept up with. And so, and, and instead of, you know, talking about this the season, because, because the season was absolutely great, I loved how they were able to, for a show that was supposed to end and rumored to end two seasons ago, and the fact that they didn't know that they were going to continue, and then all of a sudden they they were going to continue, so they kind of made up a a quick ending. But then they got a they renewed for season six and seven. And they're like, oh shit, what am what are we going to do now? And so they had a season. They, so they were able to make a season six and season seven. And season seven, which just finished, and it's by far arguably one of the best seasons they've ever done before. Uh, stories that are very fresh, very original. Uh, it, it echoes the MCU, even though none of the characters 
come in there and they don't make a lot of references, but it really does echo what's happening. Like basically this whole season was about time travel. And so they're just going all over to different places and each episode has a different feel to it because they're different time period. And it just, it just works for it. And I, you know, I was very emotional when it came down to the ending of the series because, and this is the part that I want to talk about more is that, I feel like a lot of emotions came in after I finished this because I realized that after I was done watching it, this was the last show that I was keeping up with for, for that long on a weekly basis. Like Ernesto, what was the last time that you watched the show weekly on cable network? Like you were, you know, you never missed an episode or maybe a few times. Yeah. Just like cable television. You know, this is your show. You started it from day one. You were committed to see it to the end. You know, you're watching it every week. When was the last time you did that? So I don't remember exact the last one, but the only the only one that really sticks out in my mind, like that I followed religiously, is um, Smallville. Smallville. Oh wow. Great, great show, and that's that's almost ten seasons. That yeah, season nine or season nine or ten. I don't remember, but it. Man, what a, what a great show! And then and you know, there's some seasons that were okay, and some right. seasons that were fucking incredible. But you know, and some seasons that were shorter. Some seasons, you know, had the full 24 episodes. Right. You know, this is you know these this that was when you know remember when the writer strike happened. So there's like right. one season that's got like 10 episodes or something like that. But it was great. I mean, I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. I loved seeing Clark Kent's arc from start to finish. You know, and you know, it's a spoiler alert. It's been out for a long time, but the whole premise is like you don't really get to see him in the suit. You don't see him in the physical Superman suit until the very end of the show. Like right. they 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 give you echoes of it throughout the series, but you don't see the actual real suit until the very very end. Which is that's how you want that. That's how you would want that series to end because it's about his journey to being Superman, not about him being Superman. Right. And so, like, just just take that, you know, you were watching that for so long. And, like, and and the fact that, you know, that I started this show back in 2013. I actually remember, like, the first time I watched it. Because let's let's go back to 2013 for a second. Avengers was on the height of its game. You know, uh, Iron Man 3 just came out. It was on the heels of Thor uh, Dark World, which before we realized that was not a good movie. And, (laughs) And then all of a sudden you get a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was the first Marvel TV show based in the MCU. And it had a rocky start, don't get me wrong. The first yeah, seven, some rough the, beginnings. The first 17 episodes of the first season was a little rough. And then all of a sudden, we were coinciding with uh, Captain America Civil War. I'm sorry, Captain America Winter Soldier. And they gave us that, like, Hydra's in S.H.I.E.L.D. And all of a sudden, you know, that show kind of took form for the rest of the first season and where it went through for all the other seasons. And it really kind of honed down to it. And I remember, you know, I was watching with my family at first. They kind of jumped off. Megan was never really into it. So this was just my show. It was the only show that I was really watching because I wanted to watch it. And I was there every week. You know, I might have missed a few weeks, but, you know, you catch up because, you know, you're on you're on. You're on that Hulu time frame. You got if you're five episodes behind, that's it. <laughs> you're that's done. it. You got to keep up. <laughs> you got to keep up with it. So it's like a show that I always kept up with. And then 
And then you watch the season finale, you get the mid-season finales, you read in the articles, all the drama, all the things that, like, what's happening next? What are these characters thinking of? Let me see these episode reviews. This is see, because my thoughts, you know, I want to see what other people are thinking about it. And then, you know, and then, like, you know, then that show kind of carries with you. That, that, I started that show when I was in college, and I did four years of college, four and a half years of college. That show's still with me. I did... You know, I started a new job working at the news station. This show is still with me. I'm watching this show, you know, throughout this whole thing. And all of a sudden, now it's over. You you spent seven years of your life watching this show on a weekly basis and just investing yourself into the story with basically no one around to like, you're not watching it with, you're not sharing. This is all just you. And then it just stops. Yeah, it's it's like, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm done with the show. And I felt like a part of me, is now it's not to say that it's gone or lost it's just like i feel like i would never experience that level of watching tv again like like i mean look how we watch tv now we go on netflix umbrella academy you're watching it on your own pace i'm gonna watch it on my own pace and then eventually we will meet up in the middle somewhere and we'll talk about it like all the episodes are available we we choose how and when we want to watch it which is kind of adapting to how we all are today we don't we don't appointment view anymore. Exactly, because not exactly to your point. Like we're we don't appointment view. Don't, I mean, how many people watch regular cable TV? Right. You know, and even and even if they do, a lot of people have Hulu or some of these other streaming services to catch up, or you know, or even the DVR. DVR is that kind of works that way. Would work that way too, depending on how far behind you are. Right. But, I mean, that's just. That's we're we're transitioning. We're transitioning. Yes. That's something we may not get again. But we did we did watch Watchmen week to week. So that we was did. kind of that. We did. Yes. They, but I it's would, not. It, but it's but it's different when it's because you know that is there's so many episodes for for a season. You know, it, yes. there's more. There's much more storytelling that goes with on it within it. But that that show was like any show. It's it's like a roller coaster. Some seasons were really really good. Some seasons were okay. Um, I eventually will pick it back up, but where, I think I left off, off um, right before they go to space. Oh, okay. Like, so you're on end of season four, beginning of season five. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I uh, and and it's a great show. Now, don't get me wrong. Like they they have their misfires on a lot of different things, but like you're at this point, you're sticking with these characters. You're like you're not you're you're kind of in it for the long haul. At some point, you just got to commit. If you haven't left if you haven't left the ship already. And I don't know, it was just a feeling that I'm like, wow, like this, this, this part, me watching these, me keeping up with it, reading articles like that part is now over. And I finally get the resolution that I was hoping for with this show, because I felt like when they were rumored the ending in season five, you know, the ending was kind of rushed. But I get it because at least we got an ending. But this one, they had two seasons to write in like a good way to end all these characters. And I thought they did it very well. I was like very like emotional kind of watching this because like you were with these characters for so long. And like, that's something like aside from Asians of shield, the last show that happened that I did that with was big bang theory. The only Mm. problem with that was that even though I was watching them weekly, I, the show kind of fell off at some point where I was just watching it because I knew these characters and each episode was just okay. Like nothing like, 
um, like huge was happening. There wasn't grand scale. It was just your sitcom. And then they ended it in a way they wanted to end it. And then I kind of moved on with it. But because of my love and appreciation for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, I was fully invested into these stories. And and yeah, it's just like I don't see myself ever going back and watching uh, like appointment viewing, watch it the next day as you were on that Netflix time. We're on or everything else is too convenient. It's, yeah, it's, it's too convenient. Yeah. yeah, it's so true. And I, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe to compare to what I'm feeling is that people who are watching Game of Thrones for that for so many years and like they're watching HBO and they're watching it from the ground up and being recommended. And all of a sudden, like like people around the globe, it was a Game of Thrones was a phenomenon and they were all huddled around their TV at 10 o'clock so they can watch it because they know the next morning you were going to get spoiled what was happening and so people were like making sure they had to watch it and that's kind of my feeling for agents of shield because for me with game of thrones that was a three-month binge for me <laughs> mm. i watched i watched the six seasons in two months and two months and then i was watching week to week on the last season so i don't have that that connection like other people might have but yeah it's just like you know there on um, there's also other shows that i you know we uh you know uh um orange is the new block i watched for so long and but it was different with that show again because we're we're watching under the Netflix platform. All the episodes are available. You can watch it when, at your own time. And basically, any articles that I was reading was after I finished the season, not yeah. during each episode. Well, because well, we talked, you know, we've talked about it before that week to week it gives you that time to look at those articles and have those deeper conversations on where you think the story is going, like we did. Like we did do it, like we did do with Watchmen. When you right. watch the whole season, you've are, there's nothing else. There's nothing more. There's some stuff you look up as far as season goes, but you don't try to break down the intricacies of ha- what happened throughout the whole season. Right, exactly. Um, and yeah, and so Watchmen's a good example, like you were saying, like the ones that we actually appointment viewed. And we also did the same thing with The Mandalorian True. at the beginning True. of our podcast. We were more like, or less. More or, more or less. less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but also The Mandalorian was, it's, it's a fresh show. It's one season, so it's hard to, like, be fully invested. We were enjoying what we were watching, but we weren't, like, we, 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 we were, we were, like, there's not much we can do about it after the season was over. Like, we'll see you next year, Mandalorian. Great yeah. shows. Yeah. Great start so far. Yeah. Great way uh, to bring it in, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, man, you got my money forever now. <laughs> um, and also, just one last thing I'll say to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that this show kind of st- stood the, stood its own ground under the umbrella of Marvel television because age of the shield started it off. And then within its time you had Inhumans, which is a big failure. You had agents. Uh, so you had agent Carter, which lasted two seasons. Then the Marvel TV moved to Netflix and you had three seasons of daredevil, two seasons of, uh, three seasons of daredevil and Jessica Jones, two seasons of Luke Cage and iron fist, as well as the Punisher. And then one season of the defenders. And so all that is now gone. From no old new seasons are no longer happening on Netflix. You can still watch on Netflix, uh, yeah. but like all those shows are canceled. And the 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 show that is still standing after all this time, it's Agents of Shield, a show that people probably stopped watching, but was still getting enough of a fan base and a popularity and a probably a cult following to continue its viewing. So, you know, I I had a fun ride watching this show and. It's it's I don't know if I'll ever get that feeling again of like spending that much time on a series. So I feel like at this point it could be an end 
of a, of an error or an era, I guess I should say. Yeah, it's like a it's like a chapter end for you. It's like, yeah, you know, well, because you know, who knows when you will do appointment viewing like that ever again? And on cable on, TV. Like I couldn't. I as of right now, this was probably the last show I was even watching on cable TV. I don't. I ha, I don't think I watch anything that's on NBC, ABC, CBS. I don't think I watch anything. It's all Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, all the stuff that we talk about that we report on. You know, the nudist streaming. That's what I watch. And like me and my wife, we watch. I guess the only one that we watch like that is Superstore. Oh, that's right. I've totally forgot about Superstore. Yes, but that would be. But that would be the only one. But even then. Like we don't watch the whole season, but we like like oh that season oh that's right the new season started and maybe we'd have like oh we got like five to watch right <laughs> and then exactly. so we get like a set of episodes and then we will like we'll forget about it or we'll be busy and like oh yeah we haven't watched Superstore in a while oh we've got like another three episodes to watch right so it's like we like so yeah there is some appointment viewing to it but it's also we get like big we get it in chunks. Yeah, exactly. And I totally forgot about uh, Superstore. And we, I was watching The Good Place as well, but that's that's canceled. Yeah, but because The Place is over, yeah. Exactly. So that's gone as well. Um, so yeah, it's just a different – we're under a different time of watching content. And we've talked about that many, many times on this show. It's no surprise. Um, so it's, it's just – it was just a, like a – like as soon as I was done with this show, like all of these thoughts just came into my head. And I was like, whoa, shit. Okay, this is – this is just a TV show, Matt. Calm it down. <laughs> well, no, because you've there, you have a lot of time you've invested yes. into this story. Like you use essentially, it's almost think about it as if you just finished a visual book. Yeah. But guess what? You've been reading this book for seven years, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But now, but now the book is ended. You've read the, you've read the, you've got the entire story from start to finish. So the, I mean, right. you're gonna have like thoughts and feelings on the resolution or lack of resolution or whatever, you know, you're going to have your theories on what, what happens moving forward or where it sits, where those things sit place and how it affects, especially stuff like that. Cause that's the Marvel universe. You're going to have, exactly. you're going to see, Oh, well, how does this affect this character? How does this affect these people in the Marvel universe and the timeline and stuff like that? So especially with something like that, that's tied to a much bigger universe and medium and all that other stuff like it's gonna sit with you longer it's probably gonna sit with you longer and that's and that, and that could be a testament to all the other stuff that marvel's coming out if they tie it together correctly this stuff can stand the test of time and you'll be able to enjoy it whenever because like oh you watch this and that references oh you should watch the show agents of shield and then right. you're gonna put somebody on and then you're gonna put somebody onto the journey that you went on and then you get to enjoy somebody else watching what you watched Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it just we're in a different time. And, you know, I it's kind of like enjoying the ride. And like I enjoyed all that time that I spent. And like you're saying, it's going to resonate with me throughout because like and, and it's funny when you think about this, when you watch certain shows, as soon as you think about it, you think of certain memories that not really related to the show, just on exactly what you were doing at that moment. Yeah. It's just like like, like I was explaining earlier, like. The first four seasons, like that was my college. Like I was, you know, I remember where I was on the season finale of this or where I was, you know, where the point of my life that I was in here. So in in some cases, you know, these can just be they're kind of like, you know, when you go back to these shows, you're kind of capsulating a lot more than just the show itself. But maybe the memories that you were having at those times as well. And it's a it's a song I like to listen to. It's it's an AJR song called um, 
Netflix trip. And he was saying that, like, I was on season six when my grandmother passed away. I was on season five when I got my first kiss. And so, like, all that stuff. And basically, like, it's more than it can be more than just the show. It ties into all the memories that you were having and maybe got you through some tough times throughout those, you know, throughout that time as well. You know, you you had a bad day. You saw there was a new episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That could have brightened your day up even more. Yeah, it helps you forget. It's in a, yeah, we know. It's, a form, it's in a form of escape. But exactly. We enjoy But when you and, you know, if you're going to escape, why not in, escape into some deep storytelling? And maybe something tells you something about uh, about how somebody's acting. Because a lot of these, all these characters are based off of the writers. They base them off of human characteristics and how right. they think people will act. So, I mean, it depends. It all depends on how you look at it. It can be mindless or you can look at it as a learning experience. And you, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like um, it's about the journey. It is about the journey. It's mm-hmm. not about it's not about the ending. because, you know, what? you may hate the ending or you may be OK with the ending. But it's about where how did you feel during the whole process? Right. You know, how did exactly. you feel about how they got to point A to point B? It's not about point A to point B. It's, it's right. about all this shit in the middle. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, we digress in that particular yeah. <laughs> topic. <laughs> exactly. We can talk about that all day. All day, yes. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to our first uh, spoiler review of this week. American Pickle. And American Pickle, I should say. The HBO Max original. Uh, the first, I believe, is the first HBO Max original film uh, starring Seth Rogen and directed by the name escapes me at the moment. Brandon. Brandon Trust seems yeah. to be his seems to be his first feature that he's directed. Okay. He's mainly done. Um, a, he's got a lot of cinematography cinematography credits. Um, he's worked with Seth Rogen on other projects before, so it seems like you know they've had history together. So you know why not give him a movie to direct? He was a cinematographer on The Disaster Artist. This is the end. Um, Can you ever forgive me? Uh, let's see. Uh, he works and he works on the TV show with Seth Rogen, uh, Future Man. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, that's a show I always wanted to start, but never did Same. on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, so Ernesto, what you thought of an American Pickle? You know, at, at, in the beginning, I didn't I was like, man, it was taking me a little bit to get into it. Um, it was kind of like the whole beginning was kind of cheesy. But actually, like after watching the movie, I actually I really I actually kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. There were some funny moments. Um, there, there was a lot of good moments where, you know, that you like that kind of made you pause and think a little bit, you know, he falls into the freaking pickle juice. Uh, you know, I liked his, what is his name? Herschel. Herschel. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, to me, he, he represented like, uh, like the essence of like family tradition. He just comes with all the old school mentality and bullshit that it comes with. Well, you know, that like, was a good explanation like true, for that. Like, it took because I was like, man, like, there has to be a reason why Seth Rogen would play, would dual play himself, but be, to be t- polar opposites of those. But, it, you know, but once you think about it like that, it's very, like, it's very, like, oh, okay, like, now that makes a lot of sense. Because then the new him, like, the newer generation is exactly what that is. It's like the new generation of people. Right. But, the pickle juice, that's just a, the plot element they really wanted you i guess i to me that's what it felt like like you know they wanted to bring back like one of the original immigrants 
like what if you could meet your your immigrant grandfather right like, or immigrant grandmother like the ones who originally the ones who originally got here to this country and they could see what you were today and then I think that movie is is a, an exact an, an exact example of that like you know he comes over and he's American ingenuity he's like I will make I will make pickles <laughs> <laughs> I would make pickle juice. <laughs> I would make I would make the pickles. <laughs> um, but I mean, at first it was kind of it, it was a little annoying at first. But I think once I realized what they were trying to do with his character, I was totally okay with all the crazy bonanza shit that came out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It I I kind of agree with you on on a, on a few things. Uh, one, I, I it felt it felt like a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah. at first it's like I, and i was kind of on board with it because it didn't start off like a typical seth rogan comedy i felt like it kind of started off in a very serious ish way kind of sort of um you know he was trying to make a name for himself and then you know he he got to america and then we knew that this was coming he was gonna fall in the pickle juice like this part one of the shenanigans and then i like kind of they, they kind of brushed over the science of it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like they just, it was just a voiceover. He explained the science and it made sense. And they're all just nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. He explained it. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Sense. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And also, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just a quick, I'm nitpicking here, but just, just nobody check that, that, that. <laughs> Everybody years. leave. It's the one vat. Everybody's like, all right, peace out. Just walk yeah. out. And then, and then a drone knocks it open and he <laughs> yeah. wakes up. It, you know, he doesn't have, he's just completely preserved. <laughs> It, that didn't make any sense. But also, again, they this movie, movie wasn't about that. The, exactly, the movie was not about that. They kind of brushed over. Is like, uh, yes, everybody nodded in satisfaction. Like, yep, he's right. That makes complete sense. We don't know <laughs> that what was it pretty is. Pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah. I, I thought that was the movie way of telling us, like, don't ask, just, just, just accept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I didn't care too much about the cat and mouse game that ended up being between ben and herschel ah okay like the whole him trying to sabotage him yeah i felt like that was where the movie kind of lost me a little bit because like there was a point where you know herschel was kind of being a pain in the ass to ben he's like just go you know enough go away but like but you also can see where herschel was getting frustrated because you have a man who respects his heritage and his family and the people who made him who he is. And he wants to honor the, the, the people who passed away as well as his family. And then they get to the grave site, a property that he owned and it's just one big shit town. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, they, that, and then that gave him, that's what gave him the drive to want to, you know, to want to fix it, to tear, to tear down the Cossack sign. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. the vodka. I will do the violence, on you. <laughs> yes, I'll do the violence. <laughs> kind of had like he kind of had like a Borat vibe to him. A little bit, didn't he? yeah. A did. little bit. Very. A, a small. It was like a small hint. It wasn't. It wasn't overdone. It was just. It was just right. <laughs> it's it, just enough for me. Just enough. You know, and it's funny because like Seth Rogen has played very interesting characters throughout his career, and when you see like him playing double, you can see it being very cheesy. But for some reason, there's so much randomness throughout this movie. But then you look it back, I'm like, I can't see it going any other way. I think it works. It's weird, but I, to me, it worked. 
it worked for me. I don't know. It just it worked for me. And like I like it, I like how they throw in like a lot of American culture elements. Like yes, it's like they didn't you know the whole Twitter and cancel culture thing, and then you know they eventually forgave him for that. But then like they go, you know, he says what he says in the in the theater, and then it's like oh Ryan. yes, it's yeah. it's like oh. None of that other him talking about handicapped people and all this other shit doesn't matter. But he has this he has this obscure view of religion that a lot of people don't agree with. And everybody lost their shit on him. <laughs> right. That's right. And like Ben knew the today's world and knew what would get Herschel in trouble based on what he's known to do. And I feel like up until that moment, all of those incidents were like he was able to like overcome those. Like he's like, oh, you can't. You can't like, you know, milk, make pickles from trash and like rainwater and all this stuff. And then he found a way around that. And then he got interns to work for him because he was like. And also, I'm sorry for a person who's been preserved for 100 years. You don't let him just continue walking the streets after a couple <laughs> visits to the hospital to make sure he's all right. I don't think it works that way. I think in today's society, he would just be under surveillance the entire time. I can only imagine. But it's funny because, like, in all his trying to destroy him, he inadvertently helped him become successful. Correct. That is correct. Because every every time he would hit him, like, he hit him with the health violations. Okay, well, then then those hipsters hooked him up with the interns, and then that's what helped get his business to the next level. And then the whole Twitter thing happened, and then, like, then he became, you know, then people were, like, wanting to make him a public figure and stuff like that. Right, so exactly. Up, up, until, up until that point, yeah. like... He was he was he thought he was hurting him, but he was actually helping him, you know, and it's and, you know, you see that scene where he's he's sitting in the house after he like completely destroys him. You know, he's sitting in the house and he's he's reminiscing on his graduation. And that to me, that's where I really felt like what the movie was about. It's like it's about about feeling unaccomplished. Yeah. And 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 I think that's what her like Herschel was trying to understand, like. Because Herschel thought that Ben had no appreciation for his family and his heritage and, and basically his entire lineage that got him to this point. And then <clears throat> through a series of events, Herschel realized that, you know, the reason why he hasn't moved forward with his with his company or his app that he was trying to do and he was making sure the name and the logo was perfect was because the the meaning behind the name and what the project was was uplifted by his parents who gave him the first check to start his business who you know the the names that he was giving like I think it was Bebop was like the name that he was given to his parents at a young age yeah. so like it was like the nickname for them and they were helping him fund it and then you know they ended up you know unfortunately passing away and I believe it was a car crash and so like all this stuff and you can tell that he was under like he was doing it from a good place, but Herschel didn't realize that until closer to the end of the movie of where, you know, where this was coming from. And the the movie kind of skewed in a whole bunch of different places, which was strange. Like they went back to the to where he came from and they were able to switch bodies at some point. And again, a little strange and how that worked out. But ultimately, at the end, they were able to come together. And like I felt like they kind of met in a middle ground in, in some cases. Yeah. Just kind of understanding, I think they understand it that at the end of the day, like, that they're blood, like, regardless yeah. of the differences, and if they were able to come together, that over their differences, they can 
achieve something great. And, you know, you see that with he's like, hey, you know, you're good at making your pickle, your pickling shit like and I'm good. I can market. I can do build websites and stuff like that. Like, you know, I can together we can create an empire. Right. And uh, I kind of like how the movie started where where it ended, but just on a modern day, like the, it was her showing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like Herschel and his wife are sitting down in this nice lake view and they're talking about the future. And then the movie ends with them both sitting there and he's like, ah, yes. And then you just see this like disgustingness of, of today's yeah. society. And like, like, this is nice. She would be happy. <laughs> yeah, she would be happy. But also they were having more or less the same conversation. Like they were talking about the future. And so like that that spot, you know, had that effect. And then I think at the very end, they were like, do you want to pray? And he's like, yeah, hey, we can do that. And it was nice to see him, you know, to see him accept, you know, to be able to move on in the future, but accept his past traditions and make it a part of him. Like you can't renounce it. You should make it a part of you because it is a part of who you are. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I for just like and also a testament to Seth Rogen's acting abilities. He, I never I thought he was fine always as an actor. I just felt like he was always one note in a way. Like he was playing the same roles. But in this case, I mean, granted, he was kind of sort of playing the same role. But for some reason, because I thought Ben at some cases where it was just a dick and then Herschel was just such a likable character that it's it's just a testament of those two characters working together, which is basically him acting on himself. And then also just testament of how like range Seth Rogen has a little bit. Yeah, I would almost there were points where I would forget. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, he is playing, like, that. that's him, like, hey, he's actually talking to himself, like, that's, yeah. that's what happened, or he's talking to a double. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I all in all, I, I, I enjoyed think, it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. It's like, it's like again, it, like, like I said before, it skewed into different directions, but also for a movie that was an hour and a half, it did a lot in that hour and a half. Yeah. It, and, and, yeah, and you know, and it took, and it told a good, and then at the end of the day, like it actually tells, I think it tells a good message. Like it right. was actually, a, like, even though it's like a crazy, irrelevant, irreverent comedy, but there's actually a message behind it all. If you're really paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I definitely, I think if this is, you know, a, a kind of like a window and what HBO max original content has to offer. And I know, so you saw uh, love life and you seemed you seem to enjoy that that was like one of the first i, loved it. I raved i raved about it it was great yeah. I, I really i really enjoyed the first season um i enjoy you know not to 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 skew too much but just like i love the way it was really it was written really great i've you know it's coming off that's coming off as an anthology series so it's like i already know the next season is something gonna be something completely different right so i just i like the i really enjoy the content they have on hbo max they really they're really trying to make sure that it's worth the price you pay for it exactly i mean it does help that technically i was we were upgraded to that so it doesn't feel like we're hurting too much on having hbo max but i i it definitely gives a good reason to hold on to it if you were thinking about getting rid of it correct so uh i i think we're both in agreement here definitely you know it's a strange movie but it has a lot of heart and a good message if you're paying attention correct yeah uh and so yeah so i i think we're both saying recommend we both recommend watching that movie on hbo max i think i do and i'm sure there's going to be people who say well it was actually terrible. It's like, no, yeah. it was if it was good. You just gotta just really pay attention. <laughs> just take a look at it. <laughs> or may and you know what? You have to like you you have to like Seth Rogen. Like you, you have true. to like 
you have to like his demeanor and his style of comedy. And I think he's hilarious. So yeah, that could I, be I, too. I don't love all of his movies, but I feel like I'm in. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel. I feel like he's on. He's on this more of like I like his movies more than I dislike his movies. If that makes sense. And if anything, this movie, especially for him, for him, like you were talking about his range, I think this shows how great his act. Like, hey, he actually has some shit to offer. Like, exactly. So you know, give give him a couple more roles like that, and he can actually prove something. So exactly. Uh, but no, no, he doesn't need our approval for that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. obviously he's. He's a fucking super successful guy. Like. Exactly. And he, he's also like the brains and the producer behind the boys. So we give him all the credit for that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's a multi-talented dude. He's another he's another one like like Jordan Peele. Like, you know, they they're just they're multi-talented guys all over. They're just all over their interests and what they can put out is totally different and all over the place. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, so there's that. And so then, now, next, and finally, our final review for today is that uh, we are trying to commit to seeing one foreign film a month, as we've stated before in previous episodes. Uh, last time we were, last time, our last foreign film was Burning. Uh, Ali was on with us, and we reviewed that. And just trying to broaden our horizons on other films that are made around the world. And so this month, we picked a movie called Shoplifters. Uh, it's available on Hulu for anybody who wants to see it. And so, Ernesto, what do you think of Shoplifters? Um, I really enjoyed it. It's actually written and directed by Hiro Kazu Korida. He okay. wrote and wrote and he wrote the original story, the screenplay, and he directed the movie. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. It took me a little bit to get into it in the beginning, but I do think you know it. It they they try to show a lot of different moral dilemmas like you get this family of thieves who take in this little girl who see who sees her out there now you're saying people who don't give a shit about other people's personal property like store owners and whatnot but you know it just goes to show you like even though they may not value things they still value life yes you know they see they see they see that and even you know and you find out later on in the movie that you know they've that's what they've done. Like they just take different people in for different, you know, you find out different various reasons. Like there's this, there was kind of like this weird thing where she killed her husband or they dispose of the body and the the guy helped her dispose of it. Right. Um, It was just interesting to see, like, you know, they wanted it. They were compelled to help this little girl, even though I didn't, one thing I didn't realize is how much time had passed, but you know, at one point they mentioned that they kept that it had been two months that this little girl has been missing. It's like, fuck, you just kept this girl for two months and you know, right. just, just, just casually burning the evidence. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just, it was like, it's not like the little girl was far away. It felt like she was just down the street. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. It did. It didn't seem like it was that far away. And I thought it was really interesting. There's one point where the, I guess she's the mother, the, the, the main character. She, right. she, um, there comes a point, and I don't know if this is um, a relation to what to what the work life it was in Japan during this time. You know, in the beginning of the movie, you hear like, "Oh, well, I have to come in later because they're cutting hours." And then, you know, you you get set. And there's that scene where it's her and one of the other workers, and he's like, "Hey, you guys are my highest paid. Um, I have to let one of you. I have to let one of you go." Right. You know. You know, and it goes down in the alley. He makes them choose. 
And this girl who's a shoplifter, a thief, you know, she has a choice between her income or this little girl who she just who she just took in, but she feels so connected to her. You know, and she chose and she chose a little girl. So, I mean, yeah, there are bad people, but is she really bad? Like, you know, I mean, she's obviously she does bad things. But at the end of the day, she still is a in some aspects she that people can still be good people. Right. And it it's 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 very interesting to say that because this movie plays that line very it plays that it goes down. It goes down that line a lot of like, yeah, these, like it very goes back and forth, you know. It's like these people are doing bad things and then they're also being it's like it's questionable if these people are good people, but they're also good doing good things like yeah. take. So like if we go back to like the little girl, they saw that the little girl wasn't being uh, like there wasn't much attention to her. They saw bruises on her arm and like they saw her just there in the middle of the night. I believe she was probably underneath something like and they found her like in the street or i don't know it was cold cold, it was yeah it was was cold at night i think she was like on her like on her step like in front of the house i i almost i almost want to say that she's where they found her like on the porch just playing right because there's a you know because at the end of that's how the movie in in the end that's how the movie ends you just see like everybody's whatever you know all the things happen the kid breaks his leg the lady ends up going to jail you know if he gets separated from from the guy um but then it ends but then it just ends on this weird shot not weird but like like makes you question like you just see this little girl sitting on the porch like there that little girl has no resolution she's like the only she's like the only real victim here but she has no she has no resolution of what of you know she's back with her abusive family right and so like but that technically like the the the, where this movie kind of does a really good job and plays along with it is like all right well this girl that that's their real family technically these people were trying to do a nice gesture you know they were sitting out she was sitting outside they took her in they fed her for the night they had her a place to stay and i think in the conversation they were like we should just give her you know, it's the morning or that later that night. We should give it back to the family. And I think at one point they were going to, but then they might have heard like some yelling in the house. And then they turned back around. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. They went they went to go bring her back and there was more yelling and screaming. And they're like, well, we'll just go back. But then it made them. That's when they started to question. And then that from then is lit. Every moment they spend with her, they would fall more in love with her. Like they, right. the connection they had for this little girl grew and grew and grew. Look. The little boy, Shata, I think his name was. The mm-hmm. whole reason he broke his leg is because a little girl was in the store and she was about to steal something. Right. And he decided to steal something big to take the attention away from her. Exactly. Like the only reason she got away is because he grabbed that bag of oranges and then jumped over and broke his leg. Right. And not to say that that helped because I think that made matters worse. <laughs> well, that's that's what spiraled. That's literally right. what spiraled everything because then he went to the hospital. Then they had to get the parents involved. And right. then that's how they found them out, and that's when they found, you know, we need, we haven't even talked about the grandmother yet. <laughs> right, I know, right? That's she's a whole other can of worms right there. But exactly. before we talk to her, I want to see that stick to the stick to the little girl for a second. And so, like the little girl, she, you know, they were taking her in, and then the fact, and this is where the parts makes you question. Like technically, at some point, did they kidnap her? Because, but also, no one's looking for. Her. And then you see that she was on the t- the television. 
and then like like missing person and you're like oh shit okay so she has been reported but then as the news like and, and their news station or uh the, uh the their broadcast was saying that like the family took a while to even report that she was missing in the first place exactly. like two months <laughs> later so like oh, wait a minute hold up like tef- definitely this is not a good environment for the child but also are the people that were following are they any better I mean, they're giving her love and attention, but they also still technically kidnapped it. And if you didn't feel like they did before, once they saw that she was missing on the television, that's when you should really have focused that, yeah, you definitely took this child. We should probably give it back to the police or we found her something along those lines. And they didn't do that, obviously. Yeah. Um, And so then so then you have that aspect of it. And then you have the so I honestly thought. And especially I love the opening scene. And that's probably what maybe, you know, while you're watching this movie, you're thinking about the whole dynamics of, of this of this of this film and like who belongs to where. Because then there was a point where I immediately thought at the beginning of the movie that the boy was either you have an older gentleman and a young boy and they were father and son that I was yeah. instantly I instantly thought that. The way that they were communicating, the way that they were like, okay, I'm going to stand over here, I'm going to steal this, and then you're going to stand over there, and you're going to steal that, and we're going to have a good time, right? And so, like, and they and then they then they, they walk into the house, and you see grandma, you see a woman that looks like could be the mother, you see the father, you see, like, something that could be, like, a, a, a grandchild or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're getting, okay, this is a family. And then all of a sudden, they're talking, and then there's, like... Well, she's like, when are you gonna call me father? I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna call me father? When do you call me dad? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? You guys are not that already? Wait, <laughs> so like the movie is kind of like showing itself little by little. It's like this is what you assume, but this is definitely a bigger story that we're telling, and we're gonna tell you piece by piece, very little information. Yeah, they, you know, really thinking about it, they packed a lot of, like, this was just a pure character film. Like, they pack a lot, like, there's each character, like, we could literally, you can go through each character, and there's something interesting about that character that needs to be explored. So you have the mom, who they, which I really wish I would have gotten more, a little bit more information on. She buried her husband, and the guy helped her cover that up. Yeah. What the fuck fuck is that about? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) You have the guy. You have the you have the father who's who really who just wants to be loved, you know, from the from the woman which he had which he got. But then he really wants the love of his son, which is why which you know they throw an interesting fact where he named him his original name. So the guy that's not his name. He gave his real name to this little boy, right? Who they took? Which exactly who they took? It's not the real son. Yeah, they they took this little boy out of a car. (laughs) Right. It was almost like another stray for them. Like, we're just going to add to the pile. And then you have this other random girl who the grandmother is connected to, which they didn't really explain, but it was still – I felt like they gave you enough that still, like, it was super interesting. Like, she was staying with them. They thought she wasn't there, but she would go to to their parents' house, and get they would give her money every month. Right. And I was a little confused about that because I felt like because in their conversations, I felt like they were talking in code. And like she was like, it's like, oh, how's how's your oldest daughter doing? She's still off in like in college, I believe she said. And like I couldn't tell if they knew 
or not that the that the granddaughter was staying with the grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> and and, yeah, I, I and because I want to assume that because they're giving her money, then I think they did know where she was. Yeah, I think so. And then you get well, and I think the only one that was, and then that girl, she worked at that. Um, I don't even know what that place was. I don't I, even know how I, to describe it. I, I guess, guess it was like a, like a show. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah. and she had that. She had that weird relationship with that guy. Like that's yep. another person. Just she's just seeking, just seeking connection. Yeah. You have this little girl. You have a little girl who never really had love before. And now she's getting like massive amounts of like real co- human connection and human love from these people. And she's, you know, navigating that. And, you know, like, what is that? Is that like a Stockholm syndrome since they technically kidnapped her? I mean, that's one way to look at it. You're not wrong in that scenario. And it's, I guess it's the same. I guess it's the same thing with the little boy. And then and then you get the, the boy and the girl together. I guess since they have that, that's almost like a shared experience for them. You know, right. they 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 grow that brother and sister bond bond over that. It's like each of these characters are very very. I really really enjoyed the character development and how they wrote the stories of all these characters and packed them into this film. Right, and also they, I think everybody except for the audience was self aware where they were. It's not like they were being tricked. They wanted to somewhat be there. Yeah, there was no there was no lies. Like it was right. all up front. Like you want to go, you can go, but we love you. But but you know that you know that love is like a drug. It can be used like a drug. You know. Yeah. It's, but you know, how much of it was were to the point where they didn't you know where it was too much. Right. But then like, but then what is too much? I mean, they kidnapped this girl. It's like it's really this movie does a really good job of fucking with you and making you. Like you're almost like you feel bad for them, but then at the same time you you're like, oh no wait, they they stole her and they're yeah. like they're not good people. They're not but, good people, right? But but they are. <laughs> yes, yes. In some ways they're not, but in other ways they are. Like I feel like their heart's in the right place, but they're doing everything bad around it. There's a lot of gray, a lot of gray area. A lot of gray, yes. And and you know, and then even going back to like the I guess the mother and the father or the man and the woman who killed what was her current husband i guess i i think i think i think they said i'm looking at my notes real quick i believe they said that uh that they the woman okay that's right the woman stabbed her previous husband killed him buried him buried him tangled up in a crime of passion and she was claiming it was self-defense yeah. Oh, and then we didn't even mention about when the grandmother died. Right. And then they and they buried her, and then they buried her body underneath the house and told them told the whole family that grandma was not was never there. Never and there. then went to her bank account and cleared out all her money. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, mean, what do. the fuck? Is, it, what and, I mean, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, well, and also, I mean, there's a lot there because they were also talking about how she was getting this pension from her deceased uh, husband. And like, and it actually, it wasn't that much. I don't know. I actually looked at the exchange rate. The grandma's pension every month was six thousand yen, compared to American dollars. That's only fifty six dollars and eighty nine cents in today's <laughs> currency. So like, I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure how much 
like things are in in Japan, but at least if I'm going to compare it to our dollars, not she they weren't getting much basically. Yeah. That pension wasn't doing much, but it was doing something. And and I guess that's why they resorted to stealing. Uh, but they weren't stealing anything big. They were just doing little things at the grocery store. Yeah, but I, you know, I guess it adds up over time because you see at that one point where they get that where that store closed down and they, you know, the little kids like, well, did we cause this to happen? Think about everything. Um, think about everything that we've stolen over over time. Yeah, and and they they hinder hinder down this point where it says whatever's in the store doesn't belong to anyone yet. And that was what the father was teaching the boy and eventually the little girl was like this this like we don't they nobody owns that. So therefore we can steal it because nobody owns it. You're not stealing it from anybody. And as yeah. long as you don't make the store and this is what kind of like foreshadowed, as long as you don't let the store go out of business because we still need the store to steal it from. So as long as you don't steal too big, then everything is okay with the world. Exactly. And and then it's it's funny because then we get to that small convenience store, and even the old man was in on it. The guy who owned the store, he was like, "Hey, I know you're stealing. Don't teach her how to do that." <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and and then they end, that that convenience store ended up shutting down. So, I mean, it's definitely like there's. I feel like there's a lot of cause and effect in yes. this movie as well like because this happened it kind of spiraled down and the grandma herself let's talk about her she was a hustler for she sure. was so like i i don't know like if there was any relation between the man and the woman who was acting as the mother and father and the grandmother i would assume it's i i feel like maybe probably not Right. Maybe, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I really, or maybe it was to her. They, we never really got that clarification. No, we didn't. And then I feel like the movie ended up being this unconventional group of people that claim that they're all a family, and and that's kind of even like there was that moment where they went to the beach, and that was the last moment that they were all together and like having a good time and not needing to, I guess in that case, worry about money or. Um, or, you know, anything that was happening in the real world, like the beach is a free activity that people can do when they wanted to enjoy it. And, you know, even like life lessons was being happened. Like even the father that was talking to the son, he's like, I saw you staring. I saw you <laughs> staring at what, what you were looking at, you know. Yeah. And then he's like, and he's like, do you have you have funny feelings? He's like, you know, don't worry, I'll teach you all about that stuff. Like, like, he, like yeah, having a father and son moment. Right. Like he, he wanted to he wanted that connection, like you were saying. And. Uh, and but there's all of it like as much as what they wanted. I felt like everybody knew that it just didn't feel right, but we're going to go with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like it's it was I don't know. It was very thought provoking film. Like you said, a good character study. You threw you threw me off because when you first when I first asked you and you watch, you're like, yeah, it, it was all right. <laughs> you really, you really, you did, you really, you really undersold it on that one. Yeah, I think I was, I'm glad I did because, I mean, granted, I feel like it had a slow start for me, yes. and, but it took a while to show its colors because like we were saying, like they were dropping things that just didn't add up. Like, you know, like, like we just said before, like, why, why are you asking permission for your son to call you dad? Wait a minute. Are you not his son? Wait, what's going on here? Hold up yeah. a minute. And then exactly. they're like, 
they're like talking about grandma's like very small income coming in and they're like trying to find a way to steal it. I'm like, that's a really mean thing to say to your grandma. I mean, I'm sure she worked for that money somehow. She's old. Let her get her pension. You know, why are you trying to steal her money? Uh, And then you also have the convert, like the whole interaction with the grandma and the other family that was strange. And then the one that threw me off was like, like after the grandmother passed away and like the, the man was like taking a shower and, and he was like, we got to stop burning. Uh, we got to stop burying bodies. I'm like, wait a minute. There's more bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like we were all trying to get in on the loop and, but the movie wasn't telling us, but they were kept dropping us hints. Like this, this doesn't feel conventional. These people are not a family and they're stealing. And, and then, uh, and then we get to the end of the movie where we're kind of given all the answers. It's just like, you know, and then I, I think they were also charged with the murder of the grandmother, maybe. Oh, I don't rem- I actually don't remember. I don't know if they were. I mean, I, they were very truthful to the police once they got there. And like the 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 father was like and, and also everyone was kind of worried about where everyone was at the end of all this. They yeah. were. They were like, hey, is so-and-so okay, or what, what are they doing? And and almost by the end of the movie, like, all right, this is kind of where they need to be at the moment. This is like, you know, the, the father kind of got off uh, without really, a, you know, a kind of a slap on a wrist because the, the mother was, you know, took the fall for the stabbing, which she did kill the husband, so there was that. And, and maybe, you know... I think she claimed I think there might have been some small time for the grandmother or maybe for the for the stealing. But she was like, I was already going to jail. Let me just say that I did it all. And so you don't have to be here and you can be out, you know, in the world. And then the the little girls went back to the family, which was kind of like a like, OK, yay, question mark. She's back with the family because she wasn't happy with with that family. And so you yeah. get that you get that gray area like you like we were saying that's like you know technically she is where she's supposed to be but that's not where she was getting the most love and attention so like you're like ah I don't I like like this is a good thing but also is it the right thing like legally this is the good thing uh, and then I think I think one of the best scenes in the movie was at the very end. Because when the little boy kind of was running away and he fell off and the hospital and all that stuff, they he you know the cops were telling him, hey, this family was going to leave you high and dry because we were coming after him. And they didn't lie. I mean, he didn't lie. I mean, the little boy he confronted him at the end. He's like, yeah. hey, he's like, were you going to leave? And he's like, yes. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna leave your ass because I don't want to get caught. And I th- and I thought it was weird that the little he never gave him he never gave him the satisfaction of hearing him call him dad, but he did. But he said it. He said it in the bus drive as they were driving away. Right. Which also I was very surprised at that moment that they were even able to see each other, or maybe the social services or wherever he was staying did not know he went to go see that man. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they knew until he went over there. He probably okay. went over there and told them, if I had to guess. Right, right. And so, like, he even spent the night over there, too, which is probably not okay. And even the father was like, yeah. can you do this? And he's like, I don't know. I'm going to do no, it anyway. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> but, like, the only reason why he wanted to meet him was to get that clarification. Like, he wanted to know, like, hey, were you going to leave me or not? Because this changes everything. He's like, yeah, I was going to leave. He's like, all right. Well, I guess I'm leaving you now. 
And yeah. like uh, that, that father figure that he had and for him to be a father, you know, all obviously that all went away once he was telling the truth to that to that point. And then, like you said, like he went on the bus and like the dad's chasing him down and he's like, you know, I'm sorry and all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, more or less, he's like, I'm going to miss you, dad, but it's time for me to move on. Yeah. And it was such it was it was, I wouldn't say this movie was strange. It just makes you think of like what's right, what's wrong, what's morally acceptable. Um, obviously, a lot of these things were not OK, but we were kind of maybe hoping this family would stay together. I did. I, there was a point where I'm like, man, like, like, I want you guys to get in trouble. But at the same time, I really want it to work out for you guys. Because <laughs> yeah. you I think it's, you know, you you they humanize them. You get you like you get the beach scene or you get the scene where it's Shata and the mom and they're walking down the street, like drinking sodas and burping. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like you just you get the little snippet of those family loving of those moments where they're where they're connecting with each other. And that just it humanizes them past the you're like, oh, let's just forget that they're thieves and kidnappers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what what they basically implied. And I obviously this movie did a fantastic job of, of showcasing all of those emotions and thoughts that you had of like, what should we be feeling about this family? And, you know, I I guess at the end of the day, your feelings are just gray. Like I was, was there a happy ending in this, in this scenario? I, I think, and for the mom, I believe that there probably was because she became, she came to peace with everything that happened. Right. But for me, but for me, the little girl, like, I felt like there was no, I feel like there was no resolution. She's right back in that abusive environment. And maybe that's the point. Like maybe, you know, you guys are, it's almost like you guys are okay, but I'm not, but, but, but it was because you took me that it caused you guys, you went through that hurt. But now you guys are at a point where you're able to repick back up your life. And I'm still here, you know, playing on the porch by myself. Right. It was almost like, well, that was a fun, like, you know, maybe a couple month vacation, of this, exactly. but I'm, I'm right back where I started. And then also maybe kind of like, you know, if you, I, I just thought of it this way, like the police was so consumed over the fact of like, you know, all everything that was happening. And then you kind of question, well, maybe this little girl should have maybe went to social services as well. And maybe trying to, maybe this household was not fit to take care of this child. And yet maybe their number one priority was just getting the little girl back to the family. They never question why or if she should even be with them in the first place. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those thinkers. And, like, I feel like every movie that we've chosen so far kind of – it just makes you think. Yeah, there's a lot of depth to some of, the, to, uh, some of these uh, foreign films that we've yeah. watched. I mean, you think of Parasite, even uh, – even the even the platform even the platform that was a kind of a weirder one one of the weirder ones we reviewed but I yeah. I still think that there was a message that they were trying to get each of them they seems like there's like a a message or something they they leave you thinking about afterwards which is right and what it should be about you know it should mm-hmm. leave you questioning about what's going on yeah for sure so as you wrap this up I think again both in agreement I think this is definitely one that people should look into uh, this this movie was nominated for best picture i'm sorry this movie was uh, nominated for best foreign foreign film in 2019 
So I don't think it was his past one, but two years ago it was nominated but did not win. So definitely got the Oscars attention for sure and definitely got ours um, as well. So definitely recommend going and watching this movie. Um, I think it'll you know make you see things in a different light a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all that's the show all we, we have. That's all we got for you guys this week. That's that's for sure. Um, you know, and you know, if you if you really want more from us, uh, Ernesto, I'm, again, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on where they can find us. Oh, that would be box office underscore bingers on Instagram, or you can email us at boxofficebingers at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's the box office <laughs> underscore bingers on our Instagram page. Why? How did I forget about that? Yes, of <laughs> course. Go there. Maybe not right now, but maybe think about it as you like you're finishing up this podcast. If you're not driving, you know, just think about going to the Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. You won't be disappointed. You will get all of our latest binges, our fresh takes, our new to stream, new to stream Fridays. We also have our 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 biggest hit movie showdown Mondays. We take your favorite people in Hollywood. We put them against our line of work. You get to pick which one reigns true. Last week. We did uh, Christian Bale, and I think this was the most like I think this was the closest call I've gotten we've gotten so far. I felt like there was a lot of fifty forty lines on some of his work. Yeah. Um, so I, I that was that was fun to play along. Um, and then on Wednesdays we recognize the music behind the movie, and we you know get get kind of get a little piece of film scores and how that works. And then on Sundays I'm trying something new. I'm gonna you know you hear us what we're watching. Now I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys be watching? I want what do you know, be watching? <laughs> what do you be watching? On, so on Sunday, I'm going to ask that question. I want to know what, what else people are watching. Maybe give us some inspiration to watch some of that content. And then we can talk about it on the show, something we might have never noticed. And, but just by your recommendation, we will might, might get into it as well. So we, we're going to start doing that on Sunday so, uh, we, so we know what, what's going on and what other things we can watch. But like all that and more, like you can see a lot more than what I just said over on our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. And for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.